there's got to be an island somewhere in this world where they're just chilling. No infected, nothing. Oh, wait, I gave away a piece of a plot in the second game. <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Matson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification button. Tell a friend about us. Tell an enemy about us. Tell your dog about us. We'll let them listen to. Speaking of dogs, I, I'm home by myself so my dogs are in the recording studio with me so if you see my little peeping tom climb up there on the the and look out the window just don't be alarmed yeah (laughs) um i probably have a couple of guest hosts in the background here tonight before this is all said and done with but yeah we uh appreciate you tuning in here with us live we're here to talk about the last of us season one episode eight I'm starting to feel real sad, guys. It's almost over. There's only one episode left, and uh, I don't know what to do with myself. It's hard to believe that there's just one episode left. I know. The way they ended this last one makes you think that, you know, we're only mid-season. Dude, I don't know. I don't know how. It's going to have to be. I haven't looked at runtime if they showed it it or shared it yet, but it's got to be decently long because there's still – a lot left and coming off the emotional ending of this episode like they have to show anyway there's stuff coming that i hope that they don't leave out for the sake of time because it's a big build on the emotion that they set up at the end of this episode that we watched that we're talking about episode eight like but yeah so I think while it may seem slow and there's just it's a little bit of conversation early on, I think it's it's remiss if they don't do it. But anyway, let's talk about episode eight. David and crew. <laughs> See, the more we get into this show, the more I think my strategy in any kind of apocalypse will work. Just stay the fuck home. Yeah. I'm with you. Don't interact with nobody. You're all crazy. Stay home. Don't leave. Be a shut in. Well, and it also makes sense too. like, don't live in extreme weather areas like a Colorado or a Utah even, or like I would have to go somewhere other than here and then find a place that I'm going to San Diego is what you're saying. Like temperate, got the beat. I mean, zombies aren't going to the beach. It's probably, they're probably not real conducive on sand is my guess. That fungus probably has a problem there and it's temperate. Go fish in the ocean. Don't have to worry about the weather. Like, it's probably the place to be. But these apocalypse shows never do that because there wouldn't be a show because they just show Alec out there and be like, just another day at the beach. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be an island somewhere in this world where they're just chilling. No infected, nothing. Oh, wait. I gave away a piece of a plot in the second game. <laughs> spoilers. Um, yeah, spoilers. So, but I mean, yeah, like, because you end up in terrible situations like David's group. And the other piece of this is, man, what a freaking, I, I, everybody knows me that knows me knew I was very excited about the way that they portrayed David in this because they don't, there was details in this show that aren't in the game. Like he's just the leader of this group in the game. There's no religious base piece of this. 
um, in the game. You don't get to see that in depth of this community. You just kind of see the necessary parts. But I was like, I loved the the critical take or like the probably very controversial take for of like him using religion as a way to control these people, knowing that he doesn't give a shit about that. Like it, it was an interesting twist when he's standing there talking to Ellie and he admits that technically his God is the cordyceps virus, right? Like, but he, that's not how he portrays it. And I was like, see, this is why me and organized religion don't get along because you can use it in any way, shape or form to manipulate. And that's not just religion, but I love the way that portrayal of look, people need something to believe in and I'm going to utilize it. It's crazy, but David's an asshole. Oh, the asshole of all assholes. No question there. Holy smokes. Um, just start to finish well portrayed by whoever did it. Uh, I didn't catch his name at the end, but holy smokes, that character insane. So, I have to ask, because Alec, you're not as familiar with the game because you've only watched bits and pieces as though she's played it, but did you know a lot about David in this section of the game coming in or no? Nothing. I knew absolutely nothing. Great. So going in, like, I, well, the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, that's a bad guy. <laughs> I knew it 100%. I don't know if it was the red hair that tipped me off or the... <laughs> Creepy religious sermon, but something there said, I am not going to agree with this guy. But then there was moments where you kind of maybe think, oh, maybe he's not that bad, you know, just in a tough situation out in the Bodunk Mountains, Colorado or Wyoming or wherever they are. Colorado, yeah. And like it, it almost takes a shift to where you're thinking uh, Troy Baker, mm. his character, his little sidekick is actually the bad guy. Yeah. And, you know, kind of when it all comes to a point at the end, you realize, no, Troy Baker's dude is like stuck in a between a rock and a hard place. Like yeah. he, he wants out and he would take an out if he could get one, but he's stuck where he's at. Uh, and so I knew nothing and went in. I was like, oh, shit, this is cool. But, yeah, I begged him for the bad guy. It was pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, but they did a good job with it. So I was really impressed. Yeah, I was really curious because, uh, like, going in, I know so much about it. I already know where we're going, right? And so, again, I wanted that take of someone that isn't familiar with the games and the characters. Because, And the other thing that I kind of wish that they hadn't done, although I understand why they did, is they opened the episode with this, like, sermon or whatever, the funeral per, for this girl's dad and the husband. And I was like, ah. Because it comes across a little creepy, like if you're paying attention. And again, I know who's the bad guy, so it didn't distract me at all. But it sounds like it didn't distract you either to where it's like, oh, he's a good man. No, he's not. But like, I guess I should say Casey, Casey doesn't know much about the game either in details. And so as she's watching it, she's like, is he supposed to be a a good guy? And like his group's going to turn on him or. And I was so I was like, I think some people probably saw the little you know, twist there that he's actually not a good dude. But I was just curious because I knew, obviously. Yeah, there was moments, but it was it was well played, like from a showrunner's perspective. Yeah. Uh, like just talking about, you know, they go out and he gets Ellie the medicine or whatever. They bring the deer back, right? Mm -hmm. And you have this scene in the kitchen 
where he gives a meat. It's like, oh, it's venison. I'm like, oh, okay, they got it back. And then they pull the deer in the door the next scene. And so I was sitting there, I was going, that wasn't venison. <laughs> no. And so there's little moments like that where it tips you off that, you know, everything's not kosher in this uh, resort town that they're staying in. Uh, so there, there was those moments, but at the same time, there left just a little bit. They kind of sit there like, maybe, maybe, and then, uh, then it's like, oh no, no, definitely not, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Straight up cannibals. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's that's one big. Di- so one of the differences in the game, like you kind of don't see it coming, the way that I. Well, and again, the first time you play the game, like you meet David and James, and they're like, James is still hostile. David really calms him down. And then you have this moment, like you play quite a bit with with David. Um, you have this moment where you're fighting some infected with David. Um, and so it's really interesting because then all of a sudden you're talking to him and he has that moment where it's just like in the show where he's like, you know, it's interesting. We sent some guys down to University of Colorado to do some escape and come to find out, you know, one of them came back dead or they, a couple of them were slaughtered by some crazy guy crazy part is he was traveling with a girl young girl and then you're like oh shit (laughs) this isn't good and and you have that same moment that ellie has where you're like "Uh oh this isn't good so uh, yeah it was really i loved it this was probably the most game accurate portrayal that we've had is this section um which I was surprised by because there's been some really game as we've seen playing the game through on Tuesdays. There's been some really game accurate sections. This one's probably the most with the exception of they took out the infected ambush, which just, again, wasn't needed. It was, yeah, it was really close to the game. Yeah, I was, I was very impressed. I mean, honestly, I remember David, but I totally forgot that they were cannibals. Um, I knew she was going to go mano with mano with him. I don't remember. I guess she killed him in the game too. I don't remember being as yeah. violent as what they showed in the show. I didn't have a problem it's with worse, that actually, <laughs> uh, but I, I forgot that it was a, a cannibal camp. I knew he was bad. I remembered yeah. that. I knew it wasn't going to work out and I knew Joel was coming back, but I couldn't remember if he came back right before and helped kill him. I was fuzzy on those details, but man, even if I didn't know any of that, I mean, compelling, uh, this is my favorite episode of the, of the, the season so far. Just, the, the guy, you probably already said his name, the villain who played David the actor, like for a one show hit, man, that dude was awesome. He was so believable when he when he said the line, when he slapped the girl and he was like, you need to respect your father. And it was of him talking and the cameras on him. You're like, wait, do you mean the, the father above or do you mean the father that's right in front of you? And I think they, they left it down. I was like, damn, like. Like, is this, I couldn't, I was starting to go like, I couldn't remember enough. I was like, is this a cult? And this is like the new, um, shoot, what's that documentary we did in Texas with the, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was was like, is this like the new Waco? I was like, I don't remember this in the game, but they kind of leaned into that a little bit, which I don't know if it was a fully game esque, but man, I sure loved it. Yeah. It's a, and Oh, Hey, Look at that. It's Gray. What's up, Gray? Gray. Welcome, welcome. Glad you're here. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was uh yeah, to kind of answer one of your questions, Matson, it was that it was actually more violent in the game. It's a machete, not a butcher knife thing. 
and it just like she just is going and then that was one big difference in the beginning and the end and i actually like the show version just as much it's just a little different joel pulls her off of david in the game and then the show she stops and walks out she hits him a few more times in the show than he did she she does in the game but there's a lot more gore in the game than there is in the show it, it it's yeah but it was really really well portrayed but yes like it's not as evident and shown in the game that there's like this cult behavior but they're a much more sinister group feeling the rest of the group feels much more not good than you know it's one of these things where which i want to talk about in a second which is neither here nor there but uh gray brings up a good point i love joel being stealth ninja but i've always liked when ellie saved herself physically yeah i and I liked the, if you watch the after the episode, I liked that, you know, Neil Druckmann's talking about the fact that, you know, you see Joel come in, you see him, you know, he's taking people down, he's on his way to find her. And so you think that he's going to be the great hero and pop in. He's like, we weren't having any of that. And I loved it. I'll tell you right now, this is my favorite part of the game because before now we kind of ruined it in our playthroughs a little bit because we did left behind last week because that was where we were at in the show. But in the game, this is the first time you and only time you play as Ellie. So you're playing as Joel, you're playing as Joel, and then boom, all of a sudden you're Ellie. And you're like, oh, I'm Ellie. This is awesome. And it's really interesting the way that you play. So you start to see that she can take care of herself to a certain degree, but she's got this swagger about her that you only see. But you've also been endeared to this girl for however long you've been playing this game now. And all of a sudden you're controlling her and you're playing as her and you're in this terrible situation and you're kind of in the same mode in the game. You're like, well, when's Joel just going to pop up? And then they cut you and you play Joel for a while. Then it cuts back to Ellie and you're like, oh, I'm going to come in and save her. Oh, no, you're just going to mess this dude up as Ellie. And I love it. I think it does things to Ellie that you don't. I mean, from an emotional perspective, the other piece of that's with Ellie is. She's been there. I mean, she's killed people. We've watched her in the game kill people up to this point. She's hurt people. One thing they've done a little different with the show is she hasn't. we haven't actually seen her in the show kill anyone, right? She shot that one kid, but Joel's the one that finished him off. In the game, she's killed people up to this point already. So you're watching it, and then you become her. But this time, it wasn't. it was about survival, is what I'm trying to say, in the game up to this point. Now she's also, this was about hatred and self-preservation, not just survival in a terrible situation with terrible. This is something that she did because part of her wanted to do it. And so it's this very different, it changes her. And just like with the show they showed her, that was one of the masterful things they did was that speech with David where he's telling her, you're a person that, craves violence like you have a violent heart and she's like no 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 you can see her trying to fight it but in truth in season two you'll see even more of that she does and she's obviously very good at being not cute and 14 years old so i just thought that they really did a great job showing that change in ellie and I'm, that's why i'm so excited to see the beginning of next week's episode because i want to see how far they carry that through hopefully they do it just like they do in the game so with David's cult of people, I have a question for you guys. Like 
because I don't understand it because I'm kind of an asshole. Um, <laughs> and oh, you think I'm going to understand it? <laughs> well, you might not. I, and I don't think any of us will fully understand it, but maybe, you know, someone that w- anyway. So Gray agreed. Love it. Um, but when it comes to like, and this is kind of less part of the show, but they pointed it out. Like David is one dude, right? It's obvious that like, Troy Baker's character, James, was not a fan, complete fan of his. Like, he had the snarky comments. Maybe that's God's will. Like, he was obviously about to shoot Ellie at one point. If David hadn't come up at that that moment, um, it would have been over for Ellie because he, was, he didn't want to deal with that. Like, at what point do you go, we have the numbers. Why do we continue to let this dipshit run the place? Like, and I've never understood – like the whole, and I talked about this when we when you talk about Waco, Matt, and I talked about this during Waco. I have never understood that whole concept of here's this one person that drives this group of people, and they all just follow. Like I don't get it because I'm that guy that I'd be like, you can go fuck yourself. Like <laughs> even if it's just you guys stay here, I'm leaving. But I I just couldn't. I don't understand that mindset and i'm like why wouldn't you just it's obvious this dude's an asshole and the first time he slapped this girl in the kitchen while i'm sitting there dude's catching a beat down at best right so i just don't get it i i don't get it matt said we have the numbers we can take the podcast <laughs> this, this is true i mean i don't know if i get it any more than than you do like he I guess he's trying to to play on people. They want to believe in something, so he gives them something to believe in. And we've seen throughout history that can be a very powerful thing. Um, and every people play on different things. They play on fear. They they play on power. They play on greed. And he happened to play on religion, and he found that to resonate with the group that he's in. And maybe going through that apocalypse, JJ. I know you're you're not religious, but I don't know. Maybe you've you maybe you turn the other way you need something to believe in and uh, who knows i mean it's not we're never gonna actually know or maybe i turn the opposite i believed in god and that happened and i'm i'm the complete other way and so i think you just play on on what works to get you in power and he early on clearly found like this is what works for me and he just continued to lean into it to a point where he was being disingenuous to his group um and maybe I could see it where you just you ask yourself, we take this person out who's got us unified together and we've seen what happens in all these other QZs when there's no unity, we're all just going to die. Having done that for 20 years, which these people have, they've seen time and time again that, hey, if it ain't broke, don't let's let's not try to fix it more. And maybe it's a necessary evil they'd rather keep around. It's fair. I think nobody else wanted to be the boss. Sure, that too. You can kind of see James's character, at least from James's perspective. Like, that's a lot of work to run a community, and we only see the food part. Right? There's a hundred and fifty other problems that are that you know are going on that David's dealing with on a daily basis. Nobody wants that responsibility, especially in apocalypse where the pay isn't even better um, (laughs) for dealing with it. So that would be my thing: is he's the only one that would take that responsibility so then you have you know all these people who follow him because 
if they don't, one of them might have to take over, and they don't want that. It's fair. It's fair. Gray makes some good points. Uh, so gullibility and gaslighting, people that fall to this don't have developed uh, sense of self. That's probably very true. Um, that is something that you can typically tell when, like, the aftermath of these kind of things happen. You're listening to the people, and they're just like, you know, he very charismatic and – you know, good, strong points. And so we just followed along because that's who I, and that's, I think that's, I've heard more than anything else in that situation is, you know, it just became part of who I am. And I'm like, I just would not like myself very much, but that's just me. Um, She also said, uh, also people like David wriggle into that power vacuum gradually. Uh, By the time they start to show their colors, people start doubting themselves. They don't want to admit that they made a horrible, horrible mistake. That's also fair. You kind of go along because, you put yourself in that position. Uh, that one makes a lot of sense because he said they came from like the Pittsburgh QZ or something like that. Yeah. Just a handful of them. 3,000 miles to Colorado or however yeah. far it is. So during that time would probably be when he formed that power structure through the vacuum. Yeah. That's well, good- and I'm, I'm sure he didn't do all the nasty shit right out the gate either. It was probably a gradual, we're going to do all of these ugly little things. Because it's also implied in the game, which they didn't imply in this show as heavily, that Ellie would be joining a group of young women that uh, help him run the community. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, David's a pretty – when you finally meet David's true colors in the game, you're like, oh, you creepy, dirty son of a bitch. And this guy pulled it, and his name's Scott Shepard, by the way. Um, I don't – recognize him from anything but man he killed it he did a really good job really good job um yeah so gray also had a great comment troy baker's death was glorious it was what a great moment um i was just excited to see troy baker and then like a couple times when he was talking i could hear little hints of joel's voice i'm like oh there he is and it just yeah so good so it's fun to see but yeah what a great moment when he's the the James character, that sidekick. I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch Ellie blade this dude up later on in the episode. It's going to be great. So, um, And he did a great job, too. Like, he had these really cool moments where you could see that he was really battling with the position that he was in. I can't imagine the weight of knowing that you're feeding your community their own dead and having to keep that a secret and in the game it doesn't feel like it's quite the secret i mean when they're so you get this weird that scene at the end where ellie sees the ear in that weird room and she pieces it together it's not that subtle in the game there's like a half a torso sitting on the table in front of her (laughs) so it's not like so i don't know that the community in the game that's why i'm saying i think they gave this community the benefit of the doubt in the show, which I think kind of added some value to the, that separation between the group and David. Whereas in the show, everybody in that group pretty much just dies. It's because Joel's on a rampage to get to Ellie and Ellie's on a rampage to, to survive. So it's quite a different, but I, yeah, I just can't imagine trying to keep that secret. Or doing it, by the way. Like, that was so hard for me to watch them eat that stew or whatever. Because I'm like, that's not deer, dude. 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't catch on to because I forgot until I saw the ear and I was like, oh yeah. And then it made so much sense why they, they were asking, what is that? And yeah, the, the couple people that had to swallow that and real and knowing that that daughter's dad died, but they're just gonna eat the dad and she's gonna literally eat her own dad. Like, well, man, that's like that's dark. Yeah. Well, and they they purposely show after he slaps her and then they get up at the table, like they show that they the mom and daughter have been eating. So you can't help but go once you realize you're like, oh no. Was that him? Was that one of the because you also see the frozen bodies in that storage place where that Joel walks into? It's terrible. But the next question I have for you before we wrap this episode up is I mean, what do you do? Oh, I go full cannibal. 100%. <laughs> I kind of knew that was going to be your answer. <laughs> Sorry. If you're dead, you're not using it anymore. It's fair. Give it to somebody who will. I mean, you do what you got to do to survive, right? Morals go out the window in the apocalypse. I mean, right? JJ, for how you've always talked in this podcast and who you are, like, I surely see you making the decision. Look, if I want to live and I got to do this, I, 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 survival of the fittest gotta eat who i gotta eat yeah like it's it's kind of like this dichotomy within myself because the little bit of morality that i have in myself makes me want to go no i wouldn't do that but then the pragmatic part of me goes yeah you would don't be dumb like you definitely would in the in the situation where it's a a dire straits because that's the kind of thing that like i mean (laughs) There's there's places out there to make sure you have your two year storage or we go through COVID and toilet paper disappears. And our, I mean, I'm I don't know about you guys, but our grocery stores still haven't fully recovered. I mean, we still go in and there's a ton of freaking empty shelves. And I'm like, that seems I mean, this is obviously a very different dynamic. But, yeah, if we've put in that position, I'm going to eat. Man, I just got like a whole slew of freaking uh, comments all at once. So we're going to go through a couple <laughs> of these. Uh, Fanmaster's back. Good to have you back, buddy. <laughs> Was Alec the guy from Last of Us? The guy who stabbed yes, Joel? I had a cameo in episode seven. That's right. That's right. Uh, David nailed the crazy eyes. Yes, he did. Um, yep, he does burden well. Yes, he does. Meaning, I'm assuming at that point he's talking about, she's talking about uh, Troy Baker. A flopped severed arm. (laughs) I swear it's deer. Yeah, that's always one of my favorite lines, too, in the game is, I promise it's just deer. Uh, Yeah, rip David and James. I mean, I don't know that I want David at very least to rip, but I mean, I hope some really nasty things on that guy and they find tastes like chicken <laughs> <laughs> comment of the night right there gray tastes like chicken absolutely i'd yeah i'd do what it would take to survive i'd make a how to cook human cooking book <laughs> what about you matson would you do what it took to survive look we all like to think we well actually no, because I'd already be dead. I've already oh, I've been right. on brand. I forgot. Like I'm just yeah, you gotta stay on brand. This is one of the reasons I'd hope I'd be dead for because <laughs> what am I living for? Am I living to eat human beings? I've been on record. I love food. I live to eat. I don't drink 
but I, man, I love my food. And if I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to season a human being, then I think I've definitely hit my limit of there's probably, I either need to die or surely I hope what I believe in in the afterlife is real. Cause this ain't it. This is not what I want to live for. And we're doing it in the cold. Bob me. I'd like to think I'd just be dead and want, and if I wasn't and I was in that, yeah, I, I probably would eat it. But the other thing is like you talked about just being in a better place. Shoot. Let me be next to the ocean so I can go fish so I don't have to eat people. It's fair. I already like go to uh, if we're in Colorado, let me go trek up to Washington where at least I know there's going to be a shiz ton of salmon because we ain't farming that stuff anymore. Let me go catch it. I I would like to think it'd be it'd be time to move on. But it, uh, would I th- would I then have to eat like two or three human beings that winter to make it to my next destination where I realize, oh, we got to move to a fair, fair weather place? Yeah, I probably would eat. I- I'm sure I would at that point. But I'd be like, we got to go. We got to move somewhere else. This is not working. I am not going to be able to put Montreal steak seasoning on a human being and it's going to taste good. <laughs> Need a little lemon garlic. Oh, there you go. I, you know, I had this moment though, cause they show that you're like, they show this cutaway where it's above the, the resort that they're at. And there's like a lake right there. I was like, uh, fish like to be caught in the winter too. I, you know what I mean? Like in my head, I'm like, don't put the lake right there. Cause that means they have a fourth source of food unless you fished it out, which in theory, you should never be able to do with a community that small. The hell are we doing here? Like, yeah, you're freezing your ass off to do it, but you can still catch fish in the winter. That, and I was surprised that that lake wasn't frozen as cold as they made it look. And in Colorado, I feel like they'd be ice fishing. You're on mute, Matson. If if we're if we're being picky about the set and everything, I think you're right, Jay. They could have it needed to, yeah, that river it should have been everything that you could have found food needed to be fully frozen and locked down to make it even more believable that hey, like you gotta turn the cannibalism. Cause some of those things I was like you, know, I was like, Well, there's still gonna be fish in there, like Yeah. Shoot, go for like I'm doing anything. I can't even it's not even the morality, for instance, it's just the taste and the disgusting nature of it. Like that would be what I'd be. It stopped me in the first place. Like anything, but that. Yeah. That's, I would definitely be, I'd freeze to death trying to catch fish. Cause I would just be sitting on the shore, <laughs> but I'm perfectly built for it. Cause I, I handle the cold pretty well. Um, Gray. I love this. I have a massive stash of ramen and canned soup. I also keep a month's uh, extra of TP sanitizers and cat food. Also, I know how to distill water. That's great. I love it. Uh, smart. And she says, she's no doomsday fruit, but COVID changed a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's true. You had to really think about that from that perspective of there. We've seen what can happen in a weird situation with COVID. This isn't something like cordyceps. This is COVID. And think about something that ended three quarters of the planet in less than a couple of days. So that's crazy. Um, <laughs> Fan master, no spoilers. Come back tomorrow when we're playing the game and we'll do that. Um, yeah. And then great. There's people living off grid and campers that are thriving. So these goofs don't have much excuse. <laughs> that's funny. And very true. Ease of access. I'm not freezing my butt off. If there's a perfectly good dead guy right there. 
That's fair. That's fair. I'm just saying I'm going somewhere warm. I don't like the heat, but I'm going somewhere where it doesn't freeze and become hard to find game. And I'm going to find a chicken and let it have other chickens. Means I'll find a couple of chickens and they'll have other chickens. I was going to say just one yeah. chicken. That <laughs> doesn't work. Let me know how that works anyway. out for you, JJ. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. I love it. A really good episode, though. I think from an emotional perspective, we really got this was as emotional as this show's got, which is crazy because, damn, this show's been emotional. But we've seen a lot of, like, positive emotions that end badly versus this was just straight up stressful, right? Like And dour and dire. You don't know how good I am. Yeah. Yeah. Gray. Iguana. (laughs) Hey, I'd rather eat that than the alternative. But um, yeah, it was a rough episode. But I next week, it's gonna get rougher. Very excited. What's uh what's Alec, what's your friend's quote again? Remember the the thing we always laughed at that he said wrong? It's gonna get better before it gets worse. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Gray brings up a great line too that uh, shows the full transition for Joel as well, baby girl. Um, yeah, that was a very poignant choice of words, but it comes that's straight from the game. Um, yeah heavy duty we now know that joel's fully committed which is important for next week next week's episode and we know that ellie has kind of had a change of losing some of that carefree attitude that she's kind of always forced she's gone through something so i'm excited for next week can't wait i'm excited and just horrified because i don't want it to end uh, but I did find out I was reading that the plan is probably to split game two into two seasons. So, which there it is. having played the game makes a lot of sense, if I'm being honest. Uh, not thrilled is about there, it, but there's enough to put 16 episodes for two game for game two. Absolutely, hmm. game two has enough content to be to almost two games to be honest with you it's it's a huge game with a lot of content a lot of content and yeah i'll stop there we are going to play it at least for alec and if the real ginge decides to join us every once in a while yay <laughs> come on dude it's great yeah I heard you are excited to scare the bejeebies out of me no i'm actually just excited for you to see that story it's one of the greatest stories i think is ever written in a game so yeah gray even says yes definitely yeah there's a ton there's a ton all right okay well what a great episode what a good conversation alec Tell everybody where they can find us when they're not hanging out with us live like they are right now. (laughs) Happy to. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to What's Our Verdict live and in person as we talk about The Last of Us Episode 8. The more I watch this show, the more I'm convinced, like I said earlier, that the proper response to all this is to stay the fuck home and don't interact with anybody. Especially you people who found religion after the world ended. That seems like a major red flag. Uh, We're still going live for two more weeks of gameplay with JJ's playthrough of The Last of Us Part 1. So join us for that. Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, 
with The Last of Us wrapping up, it is the perfect time to segue into season three of The Mandalorian. We'll be going live for those episodes as well on Thursdays, unofficially. Nobody quote me on that. When it becomes <laughs> official, we will be sure to let you know the dates and times. So the best way to stay in the loop is by hitting the subscribe button on YouTube or Facebook at What's Our Verdict so you can be notified of all of our shenanigans. We would also like to take the opportunity to thank our patron, Davey, Davey Lockett. I'm so glad that has become a thing. Madsen is too. You can tell by the look on his face. It's you that, uh, it's people like you that make the podcast what it is. If you like who we are and what we do, you can join us on Patreon where you can vote for movie selections and even make requests that we cannot back out of once a quarter. It's a lot of power when you think about it. Uh, with that, we love you guys, and I'll send it back to the great Bambino, the mauling Mastodon, JJ. <laughs> love it. Yeah, we do. We do give them a lot of power, don't we? And we still need to watch and talk about that show um, for this quarter. The quarter is getting close to ending. I'm excited for it, though. But anyway... Thanks for that, Alec. Thanks for joining us for our live discussion of The Last of Us, Episode 8. We will be back next week to talk about the finale. Um, and maybe we'll talk about some things to come the following Tuesday. But uh, we will be live tomorrow, so come hang out with us while I play some more. And we have very deep and important discussions and conversations during those, those playthroughs as well. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Hasta la vista, baby. Cinemagic out.